Welcome, everybody, to Not Funny Politics, because like the rest of you, we all need somewhere to laugh and to cry and to roll around on the floor in the fetus position. And it's better to do that with company. It's like a yoga class for just people losing their minds. But it is 2024, and we are heading into the most crucial election of our lifetime. Tagline, this time it's for real. So I hope we survive this. Uh, join me in the Return of the Internet's best political discussion podcast, bar none. Joining me, Dr. John, in the discussion cage match are my co-hosts and debate interlocutors, <laughs> Casey and Eric. Say hello, gentlemen. Hoi, hoi. Hello. Hello, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Say hello to my kitty. Aw. Joined now, by Loki um... today. <laughs> Quit oh, Loki's here. Pussy, the god of, is it the god of mischief or the god of stories? Which one? Stories. Okay, cool. Good. We're going we're to enhance it. So let us check. We're fucked counter. We are actually up one from last week to seven. We are outpacing the show title number. <laughs> uh, so now let's get to the topics. And so the first topic falls to me. So I'll start my little time there. All right. So I wanted to talk about the return of Jon Stewart to The Daily Show. He's only doing Mondays. And he returned, let's see, by the time you guys are listening to this episode, he'll be on his third episode as his return. And what's fascinating is in the very first episode, he took shots at, well, Apple TV, who canceled and he resigned. I don't know all the details. It was canceled by Apple TV, the problem with Jon Stewart, because he didn't want to back off of talking about China and AI. Um, and so they mentioned like creative differences, blah, 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 blah. But he got back to Tommy Central and per- first thing out the gate, proceeded to mock that. But one of the things that I thought was really fascinating to me was that after his first show, where he basically made fun of, um, well, he made fun of Joe Biden and Donald Trump for being old. And apparently on the second show, he jokingly came back and sort of said, so everybody hates my... um." You know, he was basically working off the Her report, which we've talked about in this podcast. But he was basically working off the idea that somehow democracy dies in discussion. Like we can't talk about these things. And I find that very troubling myself that the idea that we somehow can't have these discussions. And he's literally getting lambasted by former MSNBC, MSNBC host Keith Olbermann and Trump's own niece, Mary, Mary Trump, for like being guilty of both sidesism. And there is an actual article that I've linked in my Substack, and I will link it here for you guys from a guy by name of Sam Adam over at um, Slate, who agrees. And I happen to don't, I don't agree. I think you can have a debate with anybody as long as they're not a bad faith actor, and that that's kind of the idea. And I'm of the belief that democracy does not die in discussion. So, what do you guys think? Do you think he's guilty of being both sides by criticizing both uh, Trump and Biden about their age, which he literally intercut a scene of Biden and then he cuts to a scene of Trump at his depositions, not remembering anything? Do you think he is enabling the other side, or do you think he's doing his job as a comedian? Well, uh, let me uh, actually, and I'll push my glasses up here and let's have the nerd <laughs> out moment. Um, I'll first of all say I think he's making joke that. You know, democracy dies in discussion. I think he's saying it thrives in discussion. Obviously. Well, he's mocking the Washington Post. He's mocking the Washington Post tagline that democracy dies in darkness. He is making fun of them. Sure. And he even had the idea of indecision democracy. And I think he's advocating for the discussion side, right? Is what yes, I'm he is. He is. And he's advocating so, that we should not be should be afraid to have an honest discussion about these things. No. That said, I will at least recognize the other side as 
as having an understandable anxiety here, which is to say that the more you and and I have a certain cringe in me, whether it's Saturday Night Live, whether it's The Daily Show, whether it's uh, Late Night with Colbert or Jimmy Fallon or any of those guests, you know, um, Seth Meyers, etc. Um, when the jokes really are all about the age, because it is a. Uh, yeah, it's an quote unquote issue in the sense that Biden now needs to work to tell us and prove to us that his age is not the defining factor that we should be hinging our, our election choice on, right? Our, 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 our vote, if you will. Um, but I do think there is some validity to the argument that the more we make that the argument, the harder it is for people to see past it right because and i think to the maybe the point of the both sidism argument is that john stewart didn't do a great job of disproving the age thing he kind of said yeah that wasn't his job i mean let me no. put, let me let me let me interject no, but he, did, he didn't argue himself away from it either. no he that's say, that's his yes, job he's he old not... but right no but he did point out something this is something he did point out that i think almost everybody who's criticized him overlooked he did draw the distinction and say one is your, you know, your lovable old grandpa who makes mistakes, and the other one's a crazy guy. He did draw, and it's like everybody skipped past that because somehow, and you know, look, I'm a liberal. I have progressive ideals, but you know what I hate is I hate everybody thinking, oh, we can't talk about that. We shouldn't talk about that. If you break orthodoxy, and I'm like, if you break orthodoxy, how are you any different than Republicans? I'm not saying you have to have a debate with everybody you meet. You have to have good faith actors. But if we shut down any kind of conversation, that just gets into a place where how are we any better other than like thinking that, oh, we're right. And I'm like, that to me has like a, a booby trap waiting to happen on you, a hubris that's just waiting to jump you in the dark. I'm not sure I want to be better. <laughs> right. But I, that, I think that's the point of the people who criticized him. Right. It's like, but that's my thing is, you know, if you want me to Get pull sci-fi here, right. The I'll pull, Republicans I'll pull, are great at it and they fucking I'll, win elections. I'll pull sci-fi out of this. I'll pull uh, Adama and Battlestar Galactica who said we survived, but are, we have to be worthy. So the idea is just because we are on the side of right, does that mean we give up on the principles we supposedly preach? If it somehow benefits or if it has anything to do, do, are we always worried about having a conversation about topics that are difficult? And this goes back to an entirely different project that I won't talk about, but I'm a big fan and I have found disagreement with some of my own colleagues on the, a book and an article by Jonathan Haidt and Jake Lukanoff uh, called The Calling of the American Mind that came back in 2015. And they've written about many things involving it since then. And they're actually talking about education institutes are doing a disservice by, quote unquote, overly being nanny states protective of their students rather than actually doing their job, which is to help them facilitate into being an adult. You know, and how can they do that if they're just going to protect them from every little scratch and bruise like some sort of helicopter parent? Like, that's not our job, nor should it be. But that's an entirely different argument. Let's go back to that, Casey. Uh, well, I don't want to cut or, Casey or, off. Go ahead, I'd go like ahead. to respond real quick, and I'll go, give go. him the floor afterwards. So you talked about the fact that it's, you know, it's a conversation. The problem with Jon Stewart here is that he's not having a conversation. He's presenting, right? He is the one person on stage at that moment talking about both sides quite literally right and so there is not this moment happening that like between us there is not a conversation there is not a difference of ideas there is only what he presents no. so if he does not choose to present the kind of rounded picture that we might be able to present in conversation 
then I feel he does a disservice in doing the both sides. I don't think I agree with that because he his job as a comedian is to cut through the BS. And you know what? He did start yeah, he did a conversation. Comedy. No, he did. He started a conversation, Eric. He started a conversation starter. We're having it right now. The conversation. Casey. I think seven minutes he, in. Welcome. <laughs> I think what he did, whereas it might have come from a, a good place to bring the funny to start a conversation. You're Dean Phillips, Dan. Let's hear this. Did oh. a lot more damage than I think he realizes. Yes. That helps yes. Donald Trump. Yes. He got people talking about Biden being old. And he made jokes of it and he ran a 20 minute segment almost on Biden being old with jokes. It's also Trump being crazy. But that doesn't matter because the Democrats don't talk about that as much. The right constantly talks about Biden being old. And you have a person who is like a spokesman for liberals now agreeing with Trump. And he's not a spokesman for liberals. They just like to think he is. The That's jokes. what it really boils down to. It's just that people don't think he's uh, the way he used to be. But and I'm he like, was the voice of a generation for but that's what he. This is who he always was. I understand that. But in this moment, because he was a voice of a generation for liberals, that voice is agreeing with the right, the conservative side, and it's going to drive the point home. It's the same idea as crooked Hillary. Trump said it so much you can't hear Hillary's name without thinking the word crooked. This is going to do the same damage, whether he meant to or not, whether he had good points or not. I mean, I think he had valid points. If everyone keeps saying he's very um, aware and awake and aggressive and on it in meetings, then fucking sorry, show him in a meeting recorded. That's not his job. That's that's the other. That's the that's the the Biden's campaign job. That's what I'm saying. But that's Biden's job, which should be. I'm saying John Stewart had a valid point. The Biden administration should show him in one of those meetings. Yes, don't do a a defense meeting. We don't want that. Nothing top secret. But if he's getting there aggressive in a cabinet meeting, then you need to at least show it. Show a clip. You see one clip to to tamper it down and they won't do it. And so it's going to play into Trump's hands. Okay, that's fine. I agree with Mary. I think we're I think we're going to agree to disagree on certain things. But I think what his job is, is his job is to poke the situation and cause people to start having a conversation about it. And that means on all different sides. And I think you have valid points, Casey. I will point out that in the return episode, when he followed up and he mentioned the criticism, he actually used that quite cleverly to segue into taking notes from Tucker Carlson and a mock mocking of Carlson's Putin interview, which I thought was also quite amusing, but that's just just my thoughts. I worry it's an all hands on deck moment, right? In in this this. Well, those critics general. think it is. That's well, exactly what they think it is. And, but and it I is think, actually and, an all hands on deck. And I moment. think that we have an all hands on deck against the the failure of democracy. And if that's your mission, then you need to. I hate to say get in line, but it's worked for the Republicans. Otherwise, we're all fucked. All right, we'll leave that one there. So let's go on to topic two. Eric, go. All right. This week, there was a small little thing that occurred that maybe no one heard about um, because it didn't really, really get out there too much. I think Um, was it microscopic. It was it was cellular level, my friend. Um, And this is the fact that Alabama. um, Well, effectively banned IVF 
and the practice of IVF because the practice of IVF ends up destroying um, embryos, you know, uh, valid, arguably, embryos of human life, essentially, uh, that, you know, because a mother might take one embryo and, and have it, if they choose not to have more kids, then those other embryos and those frozen eggs would become um, destroyed or uh, sometimes multiple uh, eggs might be used in the first place. And then um, you might have uh, abortions even to get rid of the, the twins or triplets. Very rare, but still uh, not not impossible. You know, if someone wants kind of one child or whatever. So the. Alabama ruled, and this was based off a case where a IVF clinic was attached, I believe, or next to a hospital. Um, <laughs> and as a result of that fact, a patient at some point wandered in, picked up some test tubes, which were extremely cold, as you can imagine, or or some, some uh, fertilized eggs in general somehow, or embryos or whatever, and ultimately dropped those, which destroyed the the fertilized eggs the embryos and this essentially was a case of whether or not that patient was at fault and what they were at fault for whether it was simply destruction of property if you will or whether it was destruction of human life um and so the court ruled the latter destruction of human life which means that life starts at the literal conception of fertilization of an egg at the very least um heard this precedent now by alabama so i'll I'll stop at the facts there and we'll get into the news story. I, I, from some of your faces, I'm guessing there's already some, some bold feelings on just the fact of the Alabama ruling, but then we'll, we'll talk about maybe the pro-life pro-choice implications of it as well. Well, the early implications I, is this is all about the, the removal of Roe, but it's all about Roe. I, I want to point out one yes. thing that is very critical to this case. One of the things they say in the in the judgment for it um and if i had if i can find the article john i'll send it to you so you can post it um they're saying that when you so when you do the ivf usually you would do a couple of embryos because mm -hmm. at a time because mm -hmm. some of them may not be viable and the viable ones aren't even worth implanting um it could be unviable for many different reasons genetic abnormality um who knows what the reason is going to be by the new the way that the law the way they want it done to do ivf would be you would pay the $30,000. You would go through the process. It is um, a long time of injections and shots and drugs. You would then implant, you would um, do one embryo, implant that one embryo, go through the process. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Then you have to start all over if it doesn't work. And that becomes very cost prohibitive for people who are just trying to have a baby. Um, and it's not good for the woman to have to go through all this different stress on her body with all the medications and the constant implanting. Um, so this was written by a man who does not understand how women's bodies works. And yes, I do know one of the co-sponsors. One of the co-sponsors was a woman who had her own kids through IVF. That's unfortunate that you would do that to someone else down the line. But you know... My problem here is that there is this is idea that there are two things here. I, I only want to discuss one of this idea that your beliefs should be applied to other people, which is deep within the crux of some of this, which I fundamentally disagree with. Um, and I forgot the other point I was going to make, but this notion that 
somehow or the well this here it is the uh, the more important idea is that there is this entire attempt to push back on this and since roe versus wade has been removed it's this idea of what are they going to go after next because when you think about the conditions of a female body what about miscarriages what about um ectopic pregnancies what about mm -hmm. other things is because you have to do that to save their life are you now a murderer because that's what you're going towards here with this idea of making embryos people and you know if we want to take to borrow your term casey if my embryo if the embryos i have frozen somewhere if i was a woman or her husband or both uh let's go ahead and register them for that social security number right yeah every one of them should be registered they should then go in and apply for every benefit yeah. That's there. They should collect all the benefits and the IVF company should then take every one of those embryos, take it to the um, GOP um, office headquarters at the state Senate level, drop them off and go, these are now wards of the state because you have said they are children and you need to keep them cold. Well, taxpayers didn't have to taxpayers didn't have to fund it. That'd be really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this is this is what you're proposing, Casey, and what I was basing it off of is a reductio ad absurdum. You're taking this to an extension, a ridiculous extension, in order to sort of prove the slippery slope that we're on here. And I, when I think about the people who are in charge of this, they don't care about anything other than what they believe being everybody has to go by it. I'm like, I can't think about how many times i keep thinking about the handmaid's tale it's like when are you getting rid of the 19th amendment and the women aren't allowed to have money or something you know yeah. like what that's the thing you know and i'm not going to go down that road right now that's a completely different topic but but what are you saying what do you say to the pro-life critics let's say or the advocates rather to get rid of ivf that the ivf industry itself is profit driven is is kind of commercialism at some of its worst because it's playing with human life it's playing with um, human emotions, obviously, that come around human life, right? There's a whole industry, let's say, that profits from egg donations and the discarded embryos that are created during IVF, right? The process of finding egg donors can prey on young girls by offering them financial incentives for donating their eggs. Sometimes those incentives come with you know, hefty price tags, such as unsafe medical procedures, hormone overdoses, health risks. Uh, also, you know, fertility clinics have been made to known or have been known to make errors in the past. And in those instances, they've led to things like custody battles, ugly lawsuits and abortions. Even. Hey, here's an idea. Why don't you do better at regulating? I know that they might be allergic to that, but that's why you have clear regulations uh, on this thing. And oh, maybe maybe they we, would say you know, regulating you know, we need also maybe, maybe, maybe right? we that's... need like a better healthcare system, too. Let's just go that way. Let's just really dig into but, this, you know. Eric, what you propose is a slippery slope to getting rid of healthcare in general. That it is a dangerous slippery slope of well, what about this? What about the um the mistakes that the hospitals could make or the, um, that the IVF clinics could make? That's a hospital also. What about that it's profit driven? I hate to tell you, hospitals are profit driven. Ask Rick Scott. They, I mean, Rick Scott down in or the senator from Florida. Go talk to him. He made his millions off being in control and ownership boards of hospitals. Yeah, it's already think, that but way. But the, but the whole purpose of a hospital, though, let's let's make sure we 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 talk about this is to preserve life, right? To save, to help, to rescue people, right? Yeah, and, and to, to help her. to help people, and that's what IVF does. And it so IVF, if you're getting rid of have... if you're getting rid of eggs, if you're you're destroying fertilized embryos isn't that destroying life no it's not because science does not recognize this is the problem is yes. that they are going on a, what they consider to be their interpretation of a religious belief that is not science okay yes, science says this is when life here's the thing if you say an embryo is alive okay then 
put it out on the curb and let me see, let me watch it for a few minutes and see what it does. Because that's not life. That's not well, also, alive. Well, it is in the, well, life, in the pre-matter wait, stages of it. Life has to exist on the curb of a road. No, I'm just saying take wait, it out anywhere. It does not exist on its on its own. It's Who's, like saying... No, no. A baby's not going to survive in the woods. It's on Whose religious there. law are we following when we say that this is a life? Because if we're disposing of we're an embryo... Following religious law. We're following science in that way. It's no, life. You're not, no, it is no, not it's not at that point. It Can it survive on its own? And if you take if, it out of its mother's womb and say, here, and take care of it that way, right there. Like, and I remove that embryo from the freezer and take it home and, t- and take care of it, and will it live? No. But if we are going to follow, if we're going to follow Christendom, then we have to, then why does, why do you have to punish other religions too? Because when you're in a hospital, if you're Jewish and you have your kidney removed, you keep your kidney because it has to be buried with you. What about all the people who are getting their kidneys taken out? That's the same thing as the embryo. That's part of the body. The embryo is a separate body, is the argument, right? The embryo is a separate life, a unique life. It can't be a unique life because it can't support itself. Neither it's can not, a baby. It's not alive yet. It's in the pre-stages. A, a baby can support, once the baby is born, can the it baby breathe on can its own. Breathe. Yes. It can eat. Yes, it may not have the intelligence to go out and get its own food, but it can signal that it wants food. Exactly. But rather than having, the, by the way, Genesis does say that, you know, breath is the determination of life, but I'm sure they'll, uh, you know, redefine that one too when it suits them best. Move the goalposts. All right, moving on to topic three. Casey. Well, it actually might still be going on. Um, the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC. And it is where all of the conservatives in the country gather to talk about their ideas, their thoughts, their philosophies. What should the next presidential campaign be about? What should the next policy sheet should it be about? That's more accurate. A lot of times it is... It's the nicest way to say this without insulting people. It's a conference of nut jobs. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. It really is. I understand that back in the day when it started, it had more grandiose, um, better intentions, but it has devolved into a nut job convention where they don't even acknowledge the truth. You had people like um, Elise Stefanik actually doing a speech saying that Democrats have already rigged the election system. And when Trump loses in November, it's proof that the election system was already um, was already rigged. So my question is, or my thought, my question I'm opposed to you guys with all the craziness that goes on there. We could name it forever. All the stuff that's happened. Should all the major news networks be required to show clips from it to okay. show so the world so everyone in the country. Can you always, you always hear? Oh, the other side's crazy. The other side's doing all this stuff. This is where it's being said, and it's not being shown. It doesn't get the media attention to show. Except on the right all. wing, they love that but stuff. The right wing does, and they also cherry pick what they show. They cherry. Pick I think we should. Thing. I I'll go with the I think we should part. Okay, because the problem with a lot of things, and this goes to Donald Trump, because I will say this right now, and you can disagree with me if you want, but the Republican Party has gone to a place where they are now crazier than Trump. They are literally in a race to see, no, they're the most crazy. Now, he start, he helped start it. He helped start the ball rolling, but it's like the ball rolling, and then you go chasing after it, and the ball goes faster. 
You know, that's what He's the Republican okay Party is. Crazy. You know, it's yeah. Well, he has. He's given them permission structure, and now they yeah. are just unleashing all their worst stuff. And right. I think not. Maybe not just put together, but show compilations. Don't make people have to subject themselves to the whole thing. No, but, like, they, I didn't like, mean like yeah, yeah, yeah but I like the Lincoln show, Project, like, literally, like yeah. the Lincoln Project. I think does a great job of that. But that does need to be broadcast. You need to show people because I think one of the things that people do not, and I'm speaking based on what I've heard from a lot of other people, Sarah Longwell and other people at the Bulwark, who I'm, I'm a big fan of. But the idea that they have forgotten what the crazy looks like mm-hmm. they we, we there's a you know uh, hannah rent said that there was a but uh talking about um the the nuremberg trials and the 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 talk she said that we had suffered from a banality of evil where evil had become so seeped into the rot of everything that we didn't really m- understand how how horrible it was and we are living now in a kind of a banality of crazy particularly on the republican side where it has become this idea that somehow, you know, oh, that's just normal. Somehow we've made it normal. It's not normal. None of it's normal, right. nor well, should it they, be normal for for like a healthy democracy. Because I'll state this again, again, again. I don't, you know, the quote unquote, you know, want the Democrats or the Republican Party to go away. I want both of the parties, because I don't belong to either of them, um, to be sane, yeah. slightly sane. I, or have I a control think, factor that's from the sane side of people. What is it, sane subjective? Right? I mean, well, I'm just is. saying, like, like I, responsible people who don't do things like what he just said about Elise Stefanik yeah. and lie, blatantly right. and they, lie. But, yeah. And they should. Sh- this is also right now what this is being is it is the the tryouts to be vice president. And if you're going to pick, vote for Donald Trump, and whoever he picks for vice president, shouldn't you know what that vice president stands for and what they have said in the past? And this is a great opportunity to see it. Also, you would get to see, as they keep saying, we're not Nazis, we're not white supremacists, we don't associate with them. Then explain why Nick Fuentes and a bunch of Nazis and white supremacists were there at CPAC giving speeches. They were out there hanging around. Like, why were they there? And if you want to disavow them, then let us see that oh, you're they finally, doing they, let, they finally let them in the building? They were out there wow. smoking. Wow, okay. They, really, they just keep sinking smoking. further and further here. Okay. Yeah, like... Wait, smoking in front of it or actually inside making speeches? They were at least... In, they were definitely outside smoking in front of it. Um, this one thing I was looking from um, NBC was talking about that they... <laughs> well, that, um, Nick Quintus was inside, the very least. Hmm. Uh, there's photo. I'm looking at photos of um, Nick Quintus inside with his CPAC badge on. So and, I, um, I'm not. I wow, am, they let they actually let him in the building. Okay, I am not going to defend Nick Fuentes. Let me first take that right <laughs> yeah. off the bat here. But to take a, another side here and and recognize it from a different angle, if the CPAC and a lot of their preaching and a lot of their BS in a lot of cases is all about like make sure everyone has a voice, they've cut off ours. So this is the whole purpose of CPAC is to make sure conservative voices are still heard. Blah 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 blah. Right then, in that case it becomes harder to restrict someone and their voice, especially if they are not anti your voice. Right. So but if they I'm are, not, as long no, as they're no, not no. against you, right? I didn't so say, that's why I didn't say deny him in. He said, said, he said that should be showing that he's no, there. Yeah. He yeah. was basically arguing. I was agreeing that I was saying that we should but, show them, but I think we should. What you I'm should saying do, maybe Nick Flintus should be speaking if they really are. Well, they should let him speak. All voices. But the thing is, if you're going to show it, I do think it should be. It should, be, in a sense, be slightly curated. Of course, don't misrepresent it, but it right. also should not be presented without commentary. 
I mean, let's be honest though. The but CPAC is fucking. People like, need to make sure they know that this is crazy. At the CPAC, CPAC, they were actually calling for the end of democracy. Yeah, they were saying we didn't succeed on January sixth. Next time we will succeed. Yeah, but uh, oh, 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 hold on. Let's step back yeah, for a second. Sorry. We're all nerds here, right? And so CPAC, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Hold on. What, what, you'll get where I'm going here. CPAC is just conservative con, right? It's the yeah. it's the fucking like comic book convention for conservative fucking jack please don't please right? don't use comic books and references you want to call this something else don't call right, this a comic, the, comic book reference it's the e e3 of con- conservatism and there go the video game <laughs> subscribers right there next they'll say it's brony con well no just use the chinese like, anyway right, it's the star wars bar point. scene it's a bar it's a bar scene yeah, use the star wars bar scene that's what it is it's well, a big it, bar so in terms of client in terms of like attendees Probably in a lot of cases, but what it really is 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 fucking a bunch of people coming and fucking busting nuts over the fact that they get to be as conservative as they can be, right? You show up at a convention, whether it's they're also not being conservative, like cars, whether it's whatever it might be, you're you're nerding out about that shit at the convention, so it makes sense that you're going to have some extreme nerd voices at a convention. Exactly, like the nerd in this case would be a. They saw the Trump statue. But well, they also had like you had the nerds like the president of El Salvador was there giving a very speech. nerdy. You had uh, Javier. Wait, wait, Millet. isn't he the one who wants to do crypto? Is that the guy who did crypto? Yeah, oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. He, like, he's ruining he his failed, country. Right? He's ruining Javi- his country. And yeah. Javier um, Millet, who um, um, uh, John Oliver did a thing on. He was, was that there the failed Brazilian, history. or the he failed, won. Javier the won. Winning Argentinian. Yeah, he won. Winning okay. Wait, no, no, no. Is that the guy who won Chile? Um, Bolsonaro um, was Brazilian. That was, let me yeah. look up. Let me look up um, where Javier was from. Um, I, think, I think Argentina sounds right. But anyway, he was there giving speeches. So Argentina, he's president um, from Argentina. Oh, Argentina uh, but okay. like you have like people like that who are there. Maybe we should be showing that. Maybe we should be like, okay, they want to disavow all these other people, but let's show it. Let's show as, as a comedic spot. Let's show. Um, Donald Trump making out and molesting a flag yeah, on but, stage. Uh, this Jesus. brings up the better point. Is it better to highlight the crazy or to simply report on it and not always um, boost it, right? To not always Well, platform. that's that's the dilemma. That's the, the dilemma line. is that's usually yeah. the dilemma. That's Where's why the I said you can't do it without commentary. I'm just saying that's why you can't do it without commentary. You don't present it to them with like live without out without editing. But or then you're the crooked media. Then you're the line. I know, media. but then they're, they're going to say you're going to say that they're going to say that no matter what. But you're trying to reach. You're trying to reach those people who are not. Of course, is trying no, to fight that. you're trying yes, to reach the, the people who are not aware. That's who you're trying yeah. to reach. There is a large group of people in our country who are politically disconnected, and those and they, are the people you have to remind who these people are because they think in their head. Like I have a friend. Who has always voted Republican? Her and her husband both re- vote Republican. She has no idea the crazy nonsense they do. She just does it like it's R next to their name. It's a habit. Those are the people you got to hit. And you want to hit people like, already, already like gone, my, if that's but, the case. But no. so many people like my mom who might sit there and say, "Oh, well, they've never said anything crazy like this." I'm, I've seen CPAC. But she's seen edited stuff on Newsmax and on Fox News. Show her some of the other clips that are then like, okay, well, I don't know why they said it, but at least you got her to see it. And it may not change everyone, but it could change a couple of people to wake them up that they are being misled. But the more you show it to people, the more it becomes the fake media, the fake news trying to like derail us and show okay. the biases. We're out of time. We'll have to come back to this one, obviously. But I it will say story. 
that's the, those aren't the people we're trying to reach. But that's what we'll leave it right. there. Okay. So that's being said, uh, any quick political predictions of the week? I'll just go ahead and say that Nikki Haley is going to keep staying in. Just keep running. Yeah, with that she, one. well, she's already said she's going to stay in. Yeah. She's going to stay until every, every last vote is cast. Uh, we'll see how long um, that lasts. Yeah, we'll see. She definitely is not going to be vice be, president. Let's just say that she's not going to make it to the convention. I'm I sure. will. I will give a prediction that's for uh, for November. Um, as of this moment, if things keep going the way they're going with all of this, with Nikki Haley staying in, still, she's still getting like the percentages she's getting. Trump can't win because well, people are talking about the enthusiasm gap for him. It was the enthusiasm gap, but if all so far she's gotten about around thirty percent of votes, she got forty. She got forty on this one, but on average, she's coming around thirty. Even with 30, 40 for sure, a lot of those who are being polled are saying they will not vote for Trump. They'll vote mm-hmm. for anyone outside yeah. of Trump. Which means that when you look at the overall population for the general election, he can't win. And well, this, and this, we'll see. I will Super agree with Tuesday that when it happens. That goes, he's no but, longer there. Yeah. Yeah, but I I admire your prediction. Yeah. So. Okay, Eric, you got one. Ooh. You know what? I don't. I don't know how much confidence I have in my own prediction here. <laughs> I'll just I'll preface it that and lead with that. But I'm going to give it to my old boy Dean, and I'm going to predict he gets out <laughs> this week. You think he's going to be a, a no labels candidate? No, I think he's just going to run out of fucking money. Maybe it's his moment. Like, I think he's going to get sick of fucking funding his own shit because he's had his moments. He's he's now gotten clobbered in a couple of different things, including a write in campaign. So at this point, there is really no benefit to him staying in. He's done his media tour. He's done everything. What what else has he got other than his own gumption and shit like that, that he might preach? I, there's no benefit to him staying in anymore. There's certainly right. no benefit to the party, but now there's no benefit to him. And so yeah. I think that we're going to see Dean Phillips leave the race. Okay. All right, folks. So um, if you like what you're hearing or Wait, you least in- did you see one? Yeah, I did the Nikki Haley one continued. Oh, okay. But like just to continue here, folks, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Like us, comment on us, write in. Please uh, rate get- us. That's yes, very rate important. Us. Hey, what's uh, our birth fuck count, by the way? Yeah, we're at seven. We're, at, we're seven. Yeah, no, we're going to be up to eight next one? week. Okay. We'll be up to eight next week. Uh, so, um, additionally, so I hope we haven't, all right. Well, so we're happy. I hope we've informed you, uh, probably entertain you, definitely scared you. And if we uh, have scared you and you want to let us know, you can write you in at not funny guys that off the reels at gmail.com and let us know your questions, comments, concerns. If you have um, anything you want to tell us, um, let us know that way you can do it. You can also find us on the Instagram at not underscore funny underscore guys underscore presents on Twitter at not funny guys pod and on blue sky at the not funny guys. Let us know what you're thinking. All right. Very good. Now, quick point I want to make out here. When you do write into us, if you're using all capital letters, we're going to assume you're angry. And if you don't use any punctuation or capitalization, I'm going to assume you're crying. So that's how we'll tell. But and if you un- use all caps and no punctuation, we're going to assume you're Donald Trump. Okay, good point. All <laughs> right, folks, until next week, we will do this again. I really, really hope.